At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We're on? We're on. Okay. Are you sure we're on? We're not off still? I'm 100% sure we're on. Okay. Then, in that case, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to the Saturday Strong Hank Haney podcast. Podcase. Podcase. Podcast. Yeah. Podcast. It's a podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. It's uh, the Saturday Strong with Steve Johnson, Tim Parachka. And we've been off for a while, Tim. And Do you believe in rust? Yeah, they're a little rust here. Can you tell the listeners why we've been off so long? I, I want to understand why we've been off for so long. Well, Haley and I had baby Zoe and Parachka, baby girl, on June 3rd. And I qualified for two weeks of paternity leave. And um, I, I need to be honest here. Doing and recording the show was a part of my two weeks paternity leave. Yet I still produced Hank's show. So while I was out on paternity leave, supposed to be bonding with my daughter, I was still dedicated to the Hank Kenny podcast. This sounds like a de- hey, this, wait a second. Let me interject here. This sounds like a Department of Labor issue. Uh, were you were you coerced into doing it? Uh, was it a volunteer deal? What the show must go on? What was your motivation? Well, I just felt like I owed Hank to okay. produce it. We have a deal. He sends me shows. I produce those shows, and if he's going to send me those shows. I got to produce those shows. It's as okay. easy as that. I'm bada a bang, worker. Bada bang. Well, bada that's boom. good. That's good. So uh, I missed it. I missed not being talking to you about the upcoming, you know, the ever, all the current events in golf. We missed the U.S. Open, uh, the LIV. Uh, but the most important thing is tell us about the birth event. How was that? I mean, yeah, oh, this is your man. first child. Okay, yeah. So you go. Well, how did it happen? Haley was. She said, Tim, my water broke, or Tim, I, I'm, uh, my stomach's hurting, or I'm cramping up. I'm starting to get contractions. What was, what was it like? Take us through that. So early contractions started happening on Thursday. We went into our birth center where we had our baby, and they because we had an appointment that day. So we went in, went to the appointment, and they said that Haley was three centimeters dilated. And they did a little bada-bing, bada-bang. They got her to five centimeters dilated, and then um, it went back down. You know, it kind of opened up, and then went back down a little bit. And then they told us to go home, get some rest. We went for a walk. Contractions got um, tougher and tougher as the day continued. Haley took a Benadryl on Thursday night because that's what they suggested. She got a great night of sleep, and then Friday morning at like nine ten o'clock, contractions hit hard. Happening every five to six minutes for for about 45 seconds. And that happened for about three hours. Mm -hmm. And then at two o'clock, contractions really started hitting hard. And we're laboring at home here. I'm coaching Haley through these things. I'm applying pressure points. We're laboring in the living room. And then um, at two o'clock, like I said, contractions started hitting harder. About a minute every three minutes for a minute contractions. Were and you afraid that you weren't going to make it to the birthing center? Were wasn't you concerned. The, really? Not at all. Not at all. Yep. So, so did you said, have a midwife or do you, you have doctors that are helping you? We had a midwife. Yep. And okay, we're, all right. we're, we're in consistent communication. We're calling them every hour, every other hour, okay. um, just checking in, letting them know where we're at. So then when contractions hit for a minute long, every three minutes for about 40 minutes, we called the midwife and she said, I think it's about time to come in. 
So we came in, got to the midwife birthing center at four o'clock, and five hours later, baby Zoe Ann Parashko was born. The great predictor has risen. He has risen indeed. His prediction came true. He is back. I had a 50% chance on that one, so I was feeling pretty confident. Yeah. Feeling, I was feeling good about that. But you well, make sometimes, but sometimes you make predictions knowing that you're going to be right. Well, I mean, I just had a feeling. I mean, you, you're you going to be a great girl dad. Oh, thank you're gonna you. You're going to be a tremendous girl dad. Uh, she's going to own you, Tim. <laughs> she's going to own you. But uh, that's good. Haley's doing well. Haley's doing great. Recovery is okay, going great. amazing. Right, Maternity good. leave is awesome. Did she, has she engorged yet? Is she, no. Is she breastfeeding? She's not breastfeeding. She is breastfeeding. She is yes. breastfeeding. Yeah, okay. she's breastfeeding, but engorged means you're producing too much milk. Okay. And they All suggested right. in our lactation class, lactation class. Lactation. Lactation class, yes. Lactation. Lactation class that, that you wait four weeks to pump. So oh, we're just okay. breastfeeding okay. now and we'll pump in about a week nice. or two. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's neat. Yeah, so it's going really well. Welcome to well. the club, man. Welcome to the club. Thank you. Club of getting up early, staying up late, not getting any sex. <laughs> and uh yeah, it's welcome. We, we yeah, we're we, open uh, arms. We're up welcoming you with open arms. What's, so, what's up with this? You don't get any sex talk. No, it's, it's that's a preview of coming attractions, buddy. So <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, I should. I didn't tell you that. I should have told you that earlier. I, I don't know where you're getting this from. I, okay. you know. All right. If 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 anyone wants, I mean, we we could talk about this on the air, but well, no. If anyone wants the, some tips on that? to get back on the horse, I got some tips for you. <laughs> like bada bing, bada boom. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's talk a little bit of golf. I'm. Okay. Congratulations. We're all happy for you guys. Uh, did Hank send a baby gift? Uh, he didn't send a baby gift, no. Okay, all right, okay, just checking. Just yeah, checking. did you send one? Nor, nor have I, but I, I will. I'm oh, wait. You know I will. Oh, you are. They've got a baby ninja that I'm going to be sending you. <laughs> really? No. Oh, okay, no. You, can okay so, a, you can just Venmo us over. Okay, Venmo. Uh, we're seven minutes into the podcast. We haven't talked anything about golf. Uh, is it golf season yet up in Minnesota? Yeah, absolutely. It's been 90 degrees this week. Ooh. 100 okay. degrees on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Ouch. Yeah. So is it a dry heat or is it a humid type heat? Sticky. It's a little humid. Sticky. It's not too sticky, but it's really? a little humid. Okay. Yeah. That's what humid means, man. I know sticky. what that means. Yeah. That's, That's it, a little means. humid, not okay. a whole right. bunch of humid. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad for you. Thank you. Yeah. It's so very exciting. So let's, uh, let's, change it up a little bit since we're we're coming back from a little hiatus let's change it up we're going to take a break right now when we come back we're going to talk about the u.s open got to talk a little bit about that we got to talk about the liv liv uh the new golf league and i want to get your thoughts you get my thoughts uh i've got some critical thinking about a, a lot of the commentary coming out of the uh, golf's, uh, I guess golf's intelligentsia, the, the, the guys that think that they know a lot about how golf should be, what golf should be, who should be playing where, and uh, the significance of this this league. Uh, I, I want to I talk about that a little bit when we get back, okay? That sounds good. Good talking points. Everyone go to HaneyUniversity.com. Sign up for a golf lesson. If you've just been born like Zoe and Parashka, go to HaneyUniversity.com. Sign up for a golf lesson from Hank. Get better at golf immediately. HaneyUniversity.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back to the Hank Haney Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition. And since we've been gone, a lot has happened, Tim. A lot has happened in golf. Let me get your recap on the U.S. Open, first of all. Let, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Your honest answer is appreciated on this, okay? Absolutely. We're always Okay, honest. so you watch the U.S. Open. There's a lot of coverage. You can see, I mean, all day long, right? You can watch it all day long for four days. Leading up to the U.S. Open, you can watch it all day long about the analysis of Who's, who's looking good about the course, about the setup. Uh, what did you think of the course? I mean, just your, how much did you watch the, the U.S. Open, by the way? I watched a lot of it on Sunday, okay. actually. So, uh, I watched the back nine on Sunday because that's when tournaments start. And um, because that's when the U.S. Open starts. I know people say that about Augusta National, but that's when the U.S. Open starts, too. That's when all golf tournaments start. I mean, the back nine on Sunday is when things get good. Golf tournaments are four and a half hours, five hours on Sunday. It's hard to watch the entire thing. But when the drama begins on the back nine on Sunday, that's when it gets good. So, so what, what did you think of the golf course? I thought the golf course was great. Um, I thought the U.S. Open did a great job. Michael Wan is exactly what the USGA needed. I thought it was tough but fair. They did get a break with a bunch of rain on Saturday night. They were watering greens throughout the first few rounds during play to make sure that it didn't get too out of hand, which is a little sketch balls, but um, they did what they had to do to not let the golf course get out of hand. A six under par winning score is very fair. We weren't at, we weren't at even par. We weren't at plus one or plus two or plus three. We weren't even at minus one or minus two. A six under par winning score is exactly where you want the U.S. Open to be. Okay, so let's give credit where credit's due. John Bodenhammer is the guy that set the course up, not Michael Wan. Uh, Michael Wan is the head of the USGA. He, did you? I hope you saw his interview. This guy went into he went into a Mike Davis type of uh, blah 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 talking. All these talking points that the USGA has at the press conference on either Tuesday or Wednesday before the tournament started. I mean, the guy didn't even take a breath. He just went from one point to the next, to the next, to the next. It, it, was, it wasn't a very good interview. It, it was to the USGA School of Talking. Yes, yes. And so Bodenhammer set the course up. Here's what I'm thinking. When I asked you about the golf course, like when we watch Augusta National, we watch the, the Masters, and we see that golf course. The first thing you think, Tim, is, wow, I wish I could go there. I wish I could play that course. Correct or incorrect? Correct. Okay. So you watch the U.S. Open, and you watch the U.S. Open at Wingfoot uh, a couple years ago. Uh, you watch it now at uh, Oakmont a few years ago. You watch it at this year's venue, which is uh, Brookline. Yep. And is it the type of course you'd say, hey, you know what? I'd really love to play that course. I've never thought about that, about PGA Tour tournaments other than the Masters. Well, what are you thinking about? Then? I'm just watching golf. Okay. I mean, Augusta National is okay. so different than any other golf course there is on the PGA Tour or okay. any other major championships. Yeah. Because it's the same golf course every year. I could watch four rounds of Brookline and still not understand what happens on the seventh hole. I can tell you every year what happens on the seventh hole at Augusta National. Okay. I can tell you the ungulations in the green. Okay. So being a casual golfer, I can, I can understand that. I, I, my bad. As a pro, as, as a teacher, as a guy that's been in the business for many years, I watched that, that telecast, the broadcast. 
and, and I love the competition. But I look at the, the venue and I'm thinking, hey, would that be a really fun course to play? Would that be the type of course that is promoting golf? Is it a celebration of golf? Uh, is it a, something that people that are casual viewers, like my mom, uh, when she was alive, she loved watching the big tournaments, especially Tiger was in, because she enjoyed seeing the competition. She enjoyed seeing uh I mean, like the golf holes, she, she would never say, hey, you know, I wish I could play that course. But my question is, and my comment is, I guess, not a question, but my comment is, you look at that course, you look at Oakmont, you look at Wingfoot, you look at the country club at Brookline, you look next year at Los Angeles Country Club, in all four of those courses, you say, at least I say, I don't think that would be very fun to play. It's very severe. A lot of elevation changes, a lot of forced carries. The greens are very sloped. It just looks so severe. It doesn't look like it'd be any fun to play those courses. But you got to think that they set the golf course up differently for casual golfers or hardcore golfers that have memberships there than the, than they do for U.S. Open professional golfers. So well, it's a different experience. Nah, they, do, they do set it up a little bit different, but they still have the different height grasses that provide the contrast that show what the fairway is. The rough height would not be near as, as high, but it would still be higher than the fairway. There's still gnarly grasses around the greens. The greens are very deep. I look at some of those greenside bunkers, I'm thinking, man, there's some 15 handicappers that are not even going to be able to get in that bunker. It just doesn't look like it would be any fun. It looks like you'd, just, you'd end the game that day and you'd go to the clubhouse and think, holy crap. I just spent seven hours playing something and getting my ass kicked for seven hours. It it's doesn't look like it's going to be any. Does every golf course have to fit the casual golfer? No, but we're trying to grow the game. Here, here's the deal. We're trying to grow the game. We're trying to make the game attractive. We're trying to say the biggest objections that most people have in, in not starting golf is it's too expensive. It takes too long. And I don't have access to these, these golf courses. So, I mean, if you're going to try to really promote the game, which the USGA advertises, the PGA Tour advertises, there's a lot of courses like this week at the Travelers. The course looks very playable. It looks fun. It looks well manicured. It looks like a course that would be fun to play. The U.S. Open venues look so freaking gnarly and so difficult and so severe. I think it would discourage someone from playing. I, I, mean, I go back to Oakmont a few years ago, 2018 or 16, whenever it was. I'm out there and I'm thinking, if I got an invitation, I, I wouldn't play this golf course. It would kick your ass. Even for go, free? For Even for free. I would free not play invitation. that golf course. I bet you yeah. would. No, I, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I definitely wouldn't keep score. Um the greens, I mean, we're just watching the U.S. Amateur. These are the best amateurs in the world at Oakmont. Watching the best amateurs, they can't make a putt. The greens are so severe and slick that you're, you're putting protective putts. Ooh, I don't want to go too far by. The slope is so much. I, I, it just, it, it's goofy golf. And, I mean, maybe some people like that because they're masochists. They like uh, getting their asses kicked. But that's not me. Like when I go out and play, a lot of the guys I play with said, hey, where do you want to play? The back tees? I said, ah, I kind of like making birdies. I, I kind of like enjoying, you know, making a birdie here or there. I don't want to play a super short course, but I want to play a course like Lee Trevino talks about. Hey, the average par four for the PGA Tour, the average club hit in on their second shot is anywhere between an eight and a six iron. That's the average. So I want to play the tees for me that would give me an eight iron to a six, six iron to an eight iron in. Maybe sometimes a little bit longer, maybe sometimes a little bit shorter. But nonetheless, I'm going to play the appropriate length for my, my age and how far I hit the ball. Hmm. That makes the game fun. Yeah, Going out there and, and just getting your butt kicked every time, it's just it's not fun. I don't think every golf course has to fit the average golfer. I think some golf courses can fit the professional golfer i mean when you think about augusta national does that fit the average golfer i mean it's beautiful everyone wants to play there but everyone gets their butt kicked at augusta national there's no way average golfers play well there yeah they do i mean the, the thing that makes augusta national tough is not the severity of 
the, gr- the grass heights. It's all cut almost the same height. Fairways, there's a little bit of rough, there's a little bit of definition, Tim. But the thing that makes Augusta National difficult, and the length of the fairway grass gets the ball sitting up a little bit, the thing that makes it tough is all the uneven lines. You have a ball below your feet, ball above your feet, side hill, downhill, uphill. That's what makes Augusta tough for the 15 handicapper. Most people move the ball around anyway. But when you're in when you're in 10 inch tall grass and you can barely find it, you can you there's no way you can get it out. Yeah, the, the strongest, most talented, best players in the world were having a hard time getting it out. We want to get a competition, but regardless of what the course looks like, the competition is going to be there. You've got the best players in the world. I, I don't care if it's I mean six under, how many PGA tour events are one at six under par? Very um, few. The very in Florida. Few. Very few. <laughs> Arnold Palmer Invitational, Honda Classic. Yeah, very few. What what was let me see what, what won Memorial this last year? We just we just played it not too long ago. That's a good question. And while you're looking that up, you said something about the three reasons why golf is an unattractive game. And one of those reasons you said was accessibility to golf courses. Yes. Because there's not enough of them now. There's not well, enough golf courses? No, no, not for the, not for the, everyone wants to play at eight o'clock on Saturday morning or nine o'clock on Saturday morning. There's only so many tee times. Now there's a lot of times where there's, there's off peak hours at golf courses, but Tim, I don't know where you've been, but a lot of golf courses have been shut down. They just, they, they've taken them out over the last five years. Yeah. I understand that golf courses have been closing they're not building, down. They're not they're building still enough. golf courses now. It's easy to get on a golf course Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. It's easy to get on a golf course. But people are working, Tim. They're not producers of a friggin' podcast. <laughs> people work from home these days. Everybody so, does. But, but still, the business day is between 9 to 5. Yeah. So, I mean, during those times, that's why we have our camps in, in the mornings on the weekdays because it's, it's available, the golf course. There's some people out here. There's some people practicing, some people playing the golf course, but that is not prime time. Prime time is weekends. Yeah, I weekends. understand that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you plan ahead, you can get on Saturday morning at 7.51. Me and my brother-in-law and, well, me and my three brother-in-laws are playing golf Saturday morning at 7.51. Yeah, because your uncle owns the course, man. That's why. <laughs> We're not going to that golf course. We're You're not. A different one. Yeah. You aren't. But so your different uncle golf. called for you to get. All right, is this a freebie? Are you going on as a freebie? Are you no. paying? No, I'm paying. No. Yeah. 5750. Wow. At the ponds in St. Francis, Minnesota. Well, and the, uh, another point I want to bring up. So you have 13 a, under par, by the way. 13 under par. Billy Horschel wins the Memorial Tournament. I mean, that's nice. Yeah, so thirteen hundred score. There's very few six hundred par winners. Yeah, very few. There aren't. Yeah, there aren't many. Mm-hmm. Just a few yeah. for, Florida events. Maybe. Sorry, I I interrupted you. Sorry. Well, well you, you you always have a bone to pick with the PGA Championship because of the club pros that play. Mm-hmm. Why don't you have the same issue with all the amateurs that play in the U.S. Open and that have no chance to win? Tim, and all the all- players who qualify to get into the U.S. Open. Okay, I've been over this before, Tim. Have you? I've been over this, but I'm going to give it. I'm going to go over it again, just so it's very, it's very understandable. I want it to be fresh in my mind. Okay, it's fresh. Okay, let's start with the U.S. Open. The U.S. Open is an open competition. Anyone can try. If you have status, uh, world ranking. If you have, you know, there's there's certain qualifications that you could have to bypass the first round of your qualifying. As long as you ha- you meet the handicap requirements set out by the, the USGA, anyone can pay their money and qualify. They're all part of the same pool. Okay? Everyone okay. is on an equal basis. At that golf course, let's say uh, two people are going to qualify to move on to the regional event to get to the U.S. Open. Those people that are qualifying at the local event, those people are all playing the same golf course. They're playing it on the same day. They're playing the same tees. They're playing against the competition that's at that venue. The two guys that, that, that move on, 
again, they're playing against another group of guys that were part of the same grouping, playing the same course, the same times, uh, same conditions. It's all one pool. If you do make it to the competition, you've made it through three different qualifiers. Well, actually two qualifiers, but the second qualifying is 36 holes. You know why they do 36 holes, Tim? To find the best players. If they want nine holes or 18 holes, some guys could, could get in there that really shouldn't be in there. So they play 36 holes to really, so the cream rises, the cream rises to the top. Hmm. And we see that in that tournament. Now, when it all shakes out, did you have something to say? Yes, club professionals also have to qualify for the PGA Championship by playing a okay, whole bunch okay, of golf. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We're talking about the U.S. Open right now. I know, but you were saying we're that the U.S. The US Open, Open is different because they have to qualify. It is different. It's different. But, but PGA let me, let me club finish. pros have to qualify too. You're, you're, you're skipping ahead. You're skipping chapters, Tim. Stay on the same chapter as me. We're talking about the U.S. Open. It's all one pool. No matter what you are, if you're professional, if you're college, if you're a junior, heck, a few years ago, junior made it. What page a lot are of guys, you on? I'm at the first first chapter. You're on page, US page, Open. What, what page? US I'm going to flip to the right page. I'm almost at the finish of the U.S. Open. Okay. It's almost at the conclusion. Are you on page 20, 22? Everyone is qualifying at this against the same people at the same time in the same competition. If you shoot the numbers, you get an invitation to the U.S. Open and you get a chance to, to qualify. Now, this year, I think there were five amateurs that made the cut at the U.S. Open, which is nice. These guys earned their way in there. They earned their way in there. They qualified. They played, went through the steps of qualifying. They're in. Yeah. Okay, so now let's go to the PGA Championship. <laughs> PGA Championship is a little bit different. The PGA Championship, you have these club pros. The only guys that can, can play in these events are apprentices, lifetime members, and PGA members that are part of the PGA of America. Sounds okay? like you have to work closed. hard to earn that. It's closed. No, you really don't have to work hard. <laughs> you, don't, you, have to, you don't have to work hard. You just have to get a job. You have to work for a guy that's a PGA pro. You, you have, have to, to work on your golf game. Program. You have to qualify. You have to go through tournament after tournament after tournament well, to you get know what, in. You know what qualifying is? Qualifying is paying your entry fee. That's what it is. So these guys, there's a, there's events. Every we have, I think, forty, gosh, forty two sections. Let's say in, in the United States, forty two PJ sections. Every section has uh, a section championship. It's like here at North Texas, North Texas PGA, we have the North Texas section championship. I catted guys, that one. Okay, yeah, that's right. Nine holes, right? Yeah. It was an 18-hole competition, but you caddied nine because you had some intramural volleyball game you had to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So let's stay on track here. So at that section championship, they take a certain amount of guys that if you finish, let's say, in the top 10 at that section championship, you get to go to the next level of the, the PJ National Club Pro Championship. It's a big tournament. So you've got 42 sections. You've got 10 guys. That eat. I mean, you got a bunch of guys. Maybe you don't have 10 guys. Maybe you only have three or four guys from each section. And now remember, this is not an open, this is not an open invitation to, to pay your money and to, to try to qualify. This is restricted. This is only PGA pros. This is like an intramural competition. You've got, uh, it's like frat teams. <laughs> So you've got you've got guys that are playing, and let's. I'm I'm going to skip through to the end. Of this on the chapter two PGA Championship. You've got a restricted amount of people that can get in. It's a limited, not not necessarily limited in numbers, but you've got to be a PGA Club Pro. You've got to qualify. You've got to be part of the club, Tim. You got to know the handshake. You got to have khaki pants. You've got to have the navy blazer. Just look at Michael Breed. Michael Breed is the prototypical PGA club pro. And he works very hard. Oh, yeah, he works hard. But he's not, he's not a great golfer. No, he's, he's, no one's saying so, he is. So, I mean, he's a, he's a, compared to, to the 28 million people that play golf, he's a great golfer. Compared to the guys that make a living doing it, he's not a great golfer. 
So here's my point, Tim. You've got a restricted event where you've got these club pros that work 35, 45, 55 hours a week. They play golf occasionally. They love golf. They promote golf. They run golf events. They, they teach people golf, but they're not competitive golfers. So you get these guys, they, you, you have their little intramural tournament. You get the top 20 in that tournament, and they call them the team of 20, and they get in the PGA Championship. They get the opportunity to play against the best players in the world that play for a living, that travel around the world, that are competitive, that are much better players than they are. And you know what happens, Tim? These guys, this team of 20 goes to the competition, and zero people make the cut almost every year. Almost it's every year. It's a joke. You've seen it joke, happen before. It, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Some guys make, but but very few. Yeah, very few. You're right. You're right. You're that's right. my that's my beef, and the PGA Championship because it's changed the time of year. Now it's the the second major. Um, a little bit different complexion to the event. It used to be back in in August when it was the last. Remember, it was called a Glory's Last uh, Chance, Last Chance to Win a Major. Uh, it was like an add-on just before the the FedEx Cup sounds like the glory hole. Yeah, it does sound like. <laughs> sound like <that. laughs> oh man! That's glory's last chance. Is what it's <laughs> so anyway, oh, um, it uh, yeah. yeah I, I, I need. I have you gotten run out of the youth pastor business yet? No, no, not yet. Okay. Well, yeah. You may. You may now. But anyway, so. I mean, that's my beef. That's my beef with the PGA Championship. Don't tell me that these guys deserve to play there. Don't tell me that they qualified to be there. It was a closed, a closed competition. Yeah. It's, it's just um, a joke. It's okay. a joke. That's fair. It's fair. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's take our second break. We'll get, come back, talk a little live golf. Um, go to voodoopainterleaf.com. Free two weeks supply of voodoo pain relief cream. It's a patented product. It's a patented formula. VoodooPainRelief.com, free two-week supply, VoodooPainRelief.com. This will take care of your aches and your pains. If you have arthritis, it will help with your arthritis. VoodooPainRelief.com, free two-week supply today. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I like this topic, the LIV yeah, and the too. PGA Tour. I, I like it. Here's why. I mean, I heard, I think it was Paul McGinley was during the U.S. Open. Brandel Chambly was spouting out some, you know, I mean, he's, I'm not sure what his motivation is. He's criticizing the, the, the PGA Tour players for playing in a league where they, they're, they get guaranteed money. Yeah. They get their expenses paid. They, uh, Playing a limited amount of events, I mean, you think he would be happy. This guy was was a PGA Tour player at one time, but he's criticizing it because the Saudis um, 
politically you're not uh, not in favor. I mean, it's in, so in the world, there's so many companies that are supported by Saudi Arabia, and that people do business with. Yeah, we can talk yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's uh, people are stupid. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, Brandel Chambly is ripping. Yeah, Brandel Chambly is ripping all the players for going over there. I haven't heard him once criticize President Joe Biden for going over and begging for oil for the Saudis. You know, I mean, the PGA Tour for having a deal with China. I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, come on. So here's the real issues. Are we going to start? Yeah, we're already started. Oh, we're already started. Okay, we're in. Okay, we're in. Yes. Wow. uh, The first time in a long time. They're getting a, a nice group of players. Let's start out here first with how they're recruiting these players. I mean, well, it's not hard first, to figure that part out. Well, I mean, it's money, but they were at first they were going after guys. Okay, guys that had won major championships, guys that may be a little bit past their prime, guys that people recognize. Uh, Dustin Johnson was by far the best player that, in terms of world ranking and all that. I mean, you could you could say that Dustin Johnson's a little bit past his prime. Uh, but guys like Martin Keimer and Graham McDowell, Charles Schwartzel, Sergio Garcia, Lee Westwood. These are guys people recognize. And it's not just about the United States. I mean, this is going to be a world golf league. So um, they're, these guys are recognized. Sergio Garcia is recognized around the world in golfing circles, as is Lee Westwood and Charles Schwartzel. But you say, hey, you know, this is, a, this is a really going to be a, a league, if you could call it a league, of, of guys that are has-beens. Uh, these guys probably are not going to win another major. Uh, maybe not even win uh, much on the PGA Tour. Uh, Louis Oosthuizen, I mean, great player, never won on the PGA Tour. Recognize him. He won once. Has he? He's on won the PGA Tour. Uh, he's won a major championship, but he's well, never yeah, won he's won PGA the Open Championship, event. but he hadn't won a PGA Tour event. No, no, never won one. Yeah. So you've got these guys, and you're thinking, man, okay, now they're starting to add some more players. They got. Uh, uh, El Chipo Nogimi hasn't gone yet. Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, what's his name? El Chipo Nogimi. Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar. That's right. Uh, but you do have table for one is signed up. Patrick Reed. Yep. Uh, Abraham Answer. And one of my favorites, uh, Brooks Kepka, recently signed. Bryson DeChambeau. So they're starting to get a nice little following here. They're even recruiting. I read an article this morning in Golf Magazine. Uh, they're recruiting a lot of these up and coming players as well. Are they? Greg, yeah, Greg Norman is 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 pretty plugged into. I mean, he watches golf, I'm sure, but Greg Norman's plugged into the golfing, and he can evaluate players. He he likes this guy. Uh, at least the live does. The Pearson Cootie, hmm. kid that won. He's University of Texas. He's a twin. He's got a brother that plays as well. He he finished number one on the college ranking list, which he got. They take the top five of the college ranking. I'm not sure exactly what ranking system they use, but the top five get uh, some type of uh, privileges on the Corn Ferry Tour. So Pearson Cootie has played in a couple events, made $31,000 so far, and he got approached by the Live Tour. They offered him a multi-million dollar deal to sign. They offered him uh, paid expenses to the events. They offered him guaranteed prize money no matter where he finishes. They asked in exchange, they asked for a two-year commitment from him. Now, he's passed on it, but I think over the the next year, we're going to see more and more guys looking at this as an alternative to the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour calls their players, Tim, independent contractors, but the, the PGA Tour has all these restrictions on where you can play. You've got to get permission from us. You've got to play uh, X amount of events. You've got to play new events every five years. It's very restrictive to call. If the United States Department of Labor looked at the arrangement that the PGA Tour players have with the PGA Tour, you would say that these guys are not independent contractors. They've got some type of employee relationship with the PGA Tour. Uh, it looks like you were going to say something. Why does the PGA Tour allow releases in the past to Saudi Arabia tournaments? Well, I mean, they, they do. If they don't conflict because the PGA Tour is not stupid either. They I'm just saying it's a, little, okay, well, it's a little bit of a double standard. Well, yeah, but let, let's, let's analyze it. The reason the PGA Tour lets these guys go to Saudi Arabia or has in the past 
let them go to Saudi Arabia because they're thinking, you know what? I'm going to need some sponsors for some events. Uh, if we appease these guys and get golf more popular over there, the businesses over there see the benefit of having a golf event. Maybe we can tap into some of that those dollars as well. I mean, he's not Jay Monahan's not stupid. I mean, he's he's trying to to. I, 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 I the the word escapes me, but he's trying. He's he's throwing out a line to trying them to, to woo see if they, his way exactly exactly yep. exactly. Hey, let me send you some of my premier. And it's also a payback to these players, you know. Hey, you know, let's go go ahead and go get some guaranteed money. Heck, when Tiger Woods goes over to Saudi Arabia, EAB, wherever it be, when he goes outside the the country, he gets paid big dollars just to go. Uh, so, I think the PGA Tour was using those permissions. Why do you have to get permission to go? That that would be my question. If you're an independent contractor, you got to be able to go. No matter what the PGA Tour says, the PGA Tour likes to control the narrative, and this Live Golf Tour has come out of nowhere. And well, it really hasn't come out of nowhere because everyone knew it has been coming down the pipeline for the last few years. They stole the idea of the Premier Golf League, but they had more money to back it up, and they got the best players to sign hundred and hundred and fifty million dollar deals, and they even got players like Charles Schwartzel. I'm reading here, in two decades as a professional golfer, Schwartzel has never won $3 million in a year, including 2011 when he won the Masters. Well, in one tournament on the Live Golf Tour, Charles Schwartzel just won $4.75 million. Okay. Why wouldn't you go? Yeah. And yeah, I'm looking I, I, up I at the Saudi, I mean, people have the big problem with 9-11 and how Saudi Arabia helped train the pilots to knock down the twin towers, but, and that, and it's a scary, but because nine 11 is a huge deal. And I don't, and I don't like blow past that without thinking about how big of a deal it is. United States and Saudi Arabia are allies. United States and Saudi Arabia trade things all the time, right? Saudi Arabia funds thousands and thousands and thousands of companies within the United States. So, Maybe we're not directly like buying products from Saudi Arabia. Maybe we're not directly like dealing with Saudi Arabia one on one, but we are buying from companies that are being funded by Saudi Arabia. What's the difference? It's the optics, is is I think is, exactly. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what Brandel Chambly has gotten off on. It, you know, hey, it's the optics of this stuff. It's it doesn't look right. It, you know, this uh, Saudi Arabia, first of all, are you going to condemn a whole country for some things that even if it's their leadership that is that is directing, uh, you know, some of these unsavory, you know, events? But are you going to condemn the whole country? This is entertain. This is this is entertainment. Come on. It's, yeah. it's about it's about promoting golf. I mean. The Golf Channel and guys like Brandel Chambly and guys, I mean, Rich Lerner, they're it's all about promoting the game until there's something that, uh, and I'm not sure exactly what their motivation is. I'm sure it could be some advertising dollars. Uh, I'm not sure that, uh, I mean, even if it's not a director from the PGA Tour, there's there's negotiations for contracts and things like that. They, they don't want to. They don't want to be at odds with the PGA Tour for, I mean, this is a perfect topic for Brandel Chambly to, to deviate and to create some controversy. Mm -hmm. Hang on just a second. I, I got all worked up and I had to cough. Oh, okay. But, I didn't even hear you. So the PGA Tour, they, they've responded and they're not guaranteeing money, but there's an article written in Golf, Golf Magazine. Let me see who the author is of this article. It doesn't say who the author is. Oh, Dylan Dethier or Dethier, D-E-T-H-I-E-R. Oh, yeah. He does a good job. I read yeah. his stuff all the time. So he talks about the PGA Tour's response. So they're upping their... their they're that's my put, big problem. Okay. If you're talking about live golf being all about the money, that's what I'm searching for right now. I was searching for the amount of money that the PGA Tour has upped the ante. And look at this. Here it is. 
the Century Just, Tournament of Champions went right. is going is going up eight point two million next year. Uh-huh. The Genesis Invitational is going up twelve million next year, or are going up eight million from twelve million to twenty million. The Arnold Palmer Invitational from twelve million to twenty million. The Players Championship from twenty million to twenty five million. Right. WGC Match Play from twelve million to twenty million. Memorial twelve million to twenty million. So when you add it all up, yeah. When you add it all, it's fifty-four million dollars is what they're going to increase the purses. So it's all about the money. In these previous, yeah, exactly. Now they're also going to have the playoffs are going to be different. I mean, listen to just a second here. But in twenty twenty-three, twenty twenty-two is going to be a transition year. But in twenty twenty-three, they're going to have forty-seven events, which you don't like. You don't like all the events. You say, hey, we need to pare them down. We need to come down. They've got no incentive to pare down these events. Tim. And that's what Live Golf did. Live Golf got pared down the events, got the money to entice the players, and it's much more attractive. But, but Live is catering to a, a small group of guys. The PGA Tour needs to have opportunities for these younger guys to develop their games, not on the Corn Ferry, but in PGA Tour events. So there's going to be only 70 guys are going to go to the playoffs. The season will end in August. The playoffs will be in August. 70 guys go to the events. The top 50 in the FedEx Cup standings get to play in a fall series, which is uh, a money grab. Yeah, It's, it's just another way to, to uh, try to entice them. Now, they're still, the money that they get is still based on how they finish in the tournaments. They're increasing the purses. They still have to perform, but it's unlike the the live where these guys are getting guaranteed money. I mean, they, how many major champions at the U.S. Open missed the cut? A bunch. I mean, <laughs> there's not there's no guarantees, and that's what Paul McGinley's point that I think he makes a great point, and he made it during the U.S. Open during uh, at the Open. He said, you know what, in in these other leagues, like you go to an NBA game. I'm just going to pick that, and. When you go to a Laker game, you know what? 99% of the time, you're going to see LeBron James, right? Yeah. When you go to the Byron Nelson Golf Classic, are you going to see Tiger Woods? No. No. Are you going to see Dustin Johnson? Maybe. Are you going to see uh, Phil Mickelson? Maybe. The thing is, the point that he's making is that these other leagues control the product, the product being the players. They know, they tell them when they're going to play, how they're going to play, where they're going to play, and they get paid for it. The PGA Tour does not control the players. Now, they control where the players play outside the PGA Tour, but Phil Mickelson takes four months off. Don't you think that that hurt the PGA Tour a little bit? He's a draw. He's probably now the biggest draw that the PGA Tour has. People want to see him. They like him. He signs autographs. He's He's an ambassador for the game. But the PGA Tour couldn't tell him, hey, Phil, you got to come to the U.S. Open or you got to come to the uh, you got to come to the Memorial Tournament. You got to come to he he didn't he he decided he didn't want to come. So Paul McGinley's point is the PGA Tour and this is what the live has done. They've controlled. They say, hey, your players, you're going to get X amount of money, but you got to play in these 10 to 12 events. They're controlling the product. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, that's what well, great organizations do. Yeah, they get these, the most bang for their buck, right? And these players, I mean, they're getting prize money, but it's essentially they're getting a salary. Is what they're yes, getting. and yeah. they deserve a salary. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when they think about the amount of money that PGA Tour players lose every week, they miss the cut. They're losing thousands and thousands of dollars for their flight and hotel and their car mm-hmm. and their food and paying for their caddy. Right, and then you go to a, an event and you make zero dollars for missing the cut. You just lost out on what ten, fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got you've got a tremendous. They've got teams that they travel with now, and you know, right. This it's, coach it's expensive. And it's expensive. And all this stuff. Yeah. So, well, I'm sure there'll be more conversations as we continue next week. I'm I'm sure we'll talk more live golf stuff as more players commit to it, and uh, we prepare for the second live golf tournament in Portland. Coming up soon. So, are we gonna have are we gonna have a a show next week? Or are you gonna opt out again? <laughs> I'm kind of coming back. 
Yeah. Okay, good, good. Yep. I look forward yep. to it, Tim. Congratulations again on the baby, and uh, leave the mommy alone, okay? <laughs> leave her alone. Let her rest. The um, I received a tweet from somebody saying, there's an, with an article about how you should always leave the flag stick out. You should take the flag stick out. I received a tweet from someone. I clicked on the article and it said, 99% of the time you should take the flag stick out. Well, Matthew Fitzpatrick just won the U.S. Open with the flag stick in. So, leave the flag stick in. Make putts. Hit bombs. Man, you're rusty on that. Yeah, well, you're it's rusty. a podcast. Pod, rusty. Pod, kind of, class, podcast. 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 Welcome yeah. to the podcast. Yes. Okay. All right, buddy. Adios, mofo. Adios, mofo. Feels good to be back. Okay. See ya. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Thank you. Club of getting up early, staying up late, not getting any sex. Sounds like the glory hole. Yeah, it does sound like The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.